Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to a new episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are going to be talking about the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. We did a little mini episode last week with my parents, which... uh, from the looks of it, a lot of people have downloaded. It is way more popular of an episode than it really should have been, <laughs> but people love my parents, so hey, it is what it is. But now we're back with a regular episode where we're going to get into the puzzle pieces and do that whole thing that we do on this show. Uh, joining me for this one is a new co-host. We've got Jason Baroni, a friend of mine from online, who is a member of our Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces uh, Facebook group which is a group that you should join if you enjoy talking about movies. Come in there. We, we like to talk about all kinds of movies. We'll be talking about Rocket Man. We'll be talking about everything. All the movies that are coming out this year, classics, lots of memes, all that kind of stuff. It's a great movie group. Lots of cool people. No trolls. Join Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. So... With that said, we're going to get into today's episode on Rocket Man, and I want to remind you, as always, that if you're not, you can subscribe to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And I also want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by our friends over at the Golden Tiki. The Golden Tiki was recently named one of the top tiki bars in the United States by the Food Network. It's also one of the 10 best nightlife destinations in Las Vegas, rated by USA Today. It's also one of the only places I go when I actually go out at night, <laughs> and um, it's just a, a really cool place. Lots of great uh, special drinks. They've got theme nights, uh, DJs, the Swank Bastards are there, which are an awesome band, and then um, they've got like all kinds of stuff happening. What do they got? Well, you know, the thing that uh, their newest thing is Alan Bud's Oasis, which is these two robotic parrots that are uh, powered by microcomputers and nanorobotics and uh, 3D printing, hand feathering, and they have like a whole dirty comedy show that they go into every so often. I think it's like every 15 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that. But uh, the show comes on and it's just pure ridiculousness. And uh, it's definitely something to check out. And also, since this is an episode on Rocket Man, and as many of you know, uh, Elton John is actually a customer of my family's record store, Wax Tracks Records, I should mention that Elton John, if you listen to this episode, uh, next time you're in Vegas, you should go check out the Golden Tiki, because I know Brandon Powers has been trying to get a hold of you somehow to uh, get you to come do a guest DJ spot. So go down to the Golden Tiki, Elton 
Brandon would be so happy. Let's get into the conversation on Rocket Man. All right. So joining us for the first time on the show is Jason Baroni. Jason, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I wanted to have you on the show. I know you're a huge Elton John fan. We we met uh, online in a Ryan Adams fan group, and then we uh, we became Facebook friends. And you've been a member of the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces group for a while, and huge so uh, I'm yeah. I, I, thank you. I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself before we get into talking about Rocket Man? Yeah. So um, I'm a huge fan of Elton. And uh, I think it might help this review. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I come from Brazil, so uh, you may may think it's strange a bit uh, when I pronounce the first name of all the people I, I'm going to talk about. Uh, that's <laughs> what we do. And uh, I think that's it. I'm a huge fan of this show, and um, I am very excited to be a part of it. Hey, that's awesome. I, I... I'm really glad to get like, you know, different voices on this show and, um, you know, it's, it's just awesome to have you and, uh, just, you know, getting all different kinds of people on the show. It's just great. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rocket Man, you've already seen this a few times, right? Yeah. Three times already. Three times. Wow. Yeah. I, I would love to see it again sometime soon. We, we went and saw it the other night, me and my parents, which of course we posted that little mini episode, which people seem to really <laughs> uh, have enjoyed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I was very, uh, very happy with the movie. I, I'm, I, I thought it could have went in a pretty bad way after last year's Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm yeah. so happy to be able to uh, to say that it did turn out to be pretty damn great. Um, I've got a few puzzle pieces here. I'm sure you got some. Why don't we jump into uh, your first puzzle piece? Yeah, um, so my first puzzle piece is Eddie the Eagle because I think uh, I should first capture what Taron Edgerton has done. Uh, throughout mm-hmm. his earlier career, and uh, he's very young and all. So uh, one of the things I love the most about Rocket Man is how Tern manages to get just little facial uh, things from Mountain. You know, the way he smile is very similar. Uh, the way yeah. he talks is very similar. And I think uh, he just does a great job in Eddie the Eagle too. Uh, so I think when I when I first saw that movie, it was after Rocket Man, of course. Uh, I wanted to know to learn more about Taron Egerton, and mm-hmm. uh, I just thought he he's very good at uh, picking the right um, uh, facial expressions of uh, his characters. So I think mm-hmm. it, it just helps us to explore uh, much more of his talent. Yeah, absolutely. He's a very talented young actor, and um, you know who knew he could sing like this too. I mean, I didn't wasn't expecting that, but yeah, I mean, to be able to uh, to pull off so well a lot of uh, a lot of Elton's mannerisms and all that stuff, and and uh, it's it's definitely clear that that this guy was the right choice. Um, you know. He uh, he he certainly embodies a little bit of the look, um, but mostly the performance, mostly in the uh, the, the mannerisms, the the characteristics of 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 how Elton is as a person, you know, um, and then also in the voice as well. Uh, I mean, he he does a really good job singing these songs. I mean, he obviously doesn't sound exactly like Elton John when sure. he's singing the songs, but he uh, he certainly uh, does a great job. 
certainly does a great job of singing. And Eddie the Eagle is a great movie and a great, uh, you know, example of, of this kid's, you know, work leading up to this. And, you know, I'm actually going to just jump right into my first puzzle piece because it kind of... Uh, kind of goes right along with Eddie the Eagle and that's Kingsman the Golden Circle. Yeah. Um because <laughs> I I I have a feeling I mean I don't know I haven't read any behind the scenes yet on this movie so I don't know if if he specifically was like hey you're awesome you should play me in the movie <laughs> or something yeah. like that. But I mean obviously Elton John had his uh little cameo in Kingsman the Golden Circle which was hilarious and um you know uh Taron stars in that movie in the Kingsman series. And so I have a feeling that if if the ink hadn't dried yet on any kind of contracts or anything I think that that experience of them working together because you know, one thing I didn't realize until the credits were rolling on Rocket Man um, is that Elton John was actually an ex- executive producer on the film. Yeah, yes. um, uh, yeah, a lot of times with these biopics, you don't see that where the 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 star or the you know whoever it is that the movie is about was a executive producer on it. So I you know have a feeling he must have had some amount of hands on with with uh, finding who would play him and maybe some of the other people involved. And so, yeah, I, I have a feeling that that experience on Kingsman, the Golden Circle probably had something, you know, some kind of an impact on the uh, the casting and creation of this movie. Yeah. At the first point, I, uh, I was so afraid that this movie could be a, pro- a product for Elton John, you know. Uh, mm. It it didn't feel like a product, of course, uh, and it it went other, uh, the other way, actually. And um, I'm very glad that Elton uh, put his uh, put his finger on the movie, but it, um, like he he knew that he couldn't mix up uh, this story the way he wanted to and all. So I'm very happy uh, with the way the movie turned out to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what do you got for your next puzzle piece? So from my next puzzle piece, I have let's see here, walk the line. Okay. First. Uh, have you have you seen this this movie? Oh yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, it is like one of probably the best like music rock star biopics. I think. Yeah, uh, Joaquin Phoenix actually sings in this movie too, just like Taron Egerton, and uh, he is always brilliant, of course. And uh, I think the stories here are very similar um, regarding the way they are told. Mm. The difference is that. Rocketman is a musical, you know, uh, it has this whole magical element to this, and it makes uh, Rocketman a movie apart from Walk the Line. But I love the way both of, of, of the movies treat uh, their characters and uh, how, how they are conducted. Too. Absolutely, you know, and that that's a an interesting puzzle piece because I, I completely agree with it. Um, but one thing, as the movie was starting, like the first, I don't know, twenty minutes. I mean, obviously, we already were getting into some musical numbers, so we knew sure. it was going to be a, li- a little different. But based on the actual story that was unfolding, I was starting to worry a little bit because I don't know if you listened to my Bohemian Rhapsody episode. Yeah, I did. But, um, you know, I said that it was almost like they looked at every single beat that's ever happened in a music biopic. We're just like, <laughs> yeah. well, let's just do it all again. The exact same thing over again. And so I'm like, oh, we got the disapproving father. Oh, we've got the mom who's not very, you know, oh, we've got yeah. nobody likes, it. you know, and it's like, I'm like, are they going to hit everyone? of these beats 
And then they take it and they totally flip it by turning it into a musical. And that, I think, is the thing that really, I mean, I don't want to say saves it, because I, I think it, even if they hadn't done that, it's still a great story and it's still a great performance at the center of it, which which helps to keep things afloat. But yeah. um, I do kind of want to say saves it because it keeps it from becoming just yet another rock music biopic. And so combining that walk the line thing with just really leaning into these musical performances um, really helped to make this into something special. Yeah, you have uh, the uh, the actors' performances, of course. Uh, again, Hawking Phoenix does a great job—a great job on his own uh, oh, yeah. in that movie, as well as Taron does. Uh, yes. So, uh, when we look at both movies, uh, we see similar uh, troubled artists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's yeah. very—we uh, should expect some common dramas between. Uh, Elton and uh, Johnny Cash, of course. Mm -hmm. But how this uh, both of the stories uh, went on is very important. And uh, yeah, I do. I do think the the musical and the magical element helped a lot to shape Rocket Man uh, from every other musical apart. And you know, speaking of Walk the Line, also Reese Witherspoon's June Carter, another yeah. amazing performance in that movie. Great, yeah. great performances all around. That movie. I should watch that movie again sometimes. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, I actually, they have the same problem uh, at times uh, of pacing. You know, I, th I think that sure. walk, walk the Line uh, felt a little bit slow at times for me. Uh, Why Rocket Man felt uh, very fast uh, at, mm. some, at, at some moments, too. So uh, Super I think fast. there are very... Um, there are some similarities between uh, both of the movies that uh, have called my attention. It'll be actually, now that I think about it, a little hard to go back and watch Walk the Line after Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be laughing the whole time thinking of uh, Walk Hard. But yeah. uh, I, still, I still should. Though. And there's another uh, <laughs> element between Taron Egerton and uh, Joaquin Phoenix that I want to point out. Uh, sure. That moment... Uh, you see Elton trying to smile um, before he plays uh, what was the song? A Pinball Wizard, of course. Uh, yeah, when yeah. he tries to smile, you know, he, he's very sad and all uh, because he was beaten up uh, by John Reed. And we have the same moment uh, in the Joker's uh, trailer. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. It was so lucky of Rocketman to, to show that first. Uh, just so people won't uh, won't complain about Taron Egerton copying Joaquin uh, <laughs> Phoenix and all, but I, I thought that was very very interesting. That's great. That is actually a really good pull. I, I hadn't thought of that, but that's so absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is really funny. Um, well, okay, I'm gonna go with my next puzzle piece. Um, I've skirted around it a little bit so far in this conversation, but. Sure. I have I have to bring up Bohemian Rhapsody itself yeah. as a puzzle piece. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if we're going to get a huge connected universe of these rock and roll <laughs> biopics. Um, it, it seems like Bohemian Rhapsody is the jump off uh, point, and for whether you loved or hated the movie, um, it 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 shows that people want to see more of these kind of movies. And more of these kind of movies are going to get greenlit. I mean, they're already talking about this director, uh, 
Dexter Fletcher wants to do a uh, Madonna one. Yeah. I know there's I know there's a Bowie movie in the works. I, I think I heard an Elvis movie's in the works. There's a Bob Dylan um, documentary on Netflix, Dylan, right? Yep. Oh yeah, yep. So I mean, th- this is uh, this is going to keep happening. Um, but as soon as Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, started getting the the positive buzz, because I mean, let's be real, outside of like film Twitter and like uh, movie podcasters and reviewers, most people loved uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And uh, as soon as that positive buzz started, I think these movies just started getting greenlit. And uh, Rocket Man, I think, was just the first one out of the bunch. Um, and of course, it is the same director. I mean, it started off with a different director, Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, Dexter Fletcher's who came in to finish it. So yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure his work on that. He probably came in and said, "Well, I just did that. I want to do something more bombastic, something more exciting, uh, and let's lean into this musical stuff. Let's lean into who this person really was. Let's like actually dig into things and yeah. go for the R rating and all that kind of stuff." And uh, yeah, I, I think that that he was certainly influenced by his own work on Bohemian Rhapsody and probably, I bet he felt like his hands were tied a little bit in trying to finish that movie up at the last time around. Yeah, uh, I read actually he uh, stopped Rockman's production to continue Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Hmm. I, so I, he had already started on like some of like the yeah. pre-production or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's what I heard. Uh, because he wanted to uh, direct this movie, uh, but Fox... Uh, would would choose uh brand singer right mm-hmm. so he went like okay i'm i'm doing my thing now with paramount and uh you'll keep your movie uh but i'm very glad how both of these movies uh turned out to be very different uh from one another especially oh, because yeah. uh dexter fletcher uh, he knows how to recreate uh an epic show right mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about uh, Live Aid and the Dodgers stadium performance of Elton. Um, So I was very, uh, very skeptical about uh, both of these moments to look very similar in both movies. But uh, when you learn more about uh, the Rocketman performance on the movie, um, you you sort of understand how how both of uh, how both of them kind of differences. or should I say differentiated uh, from sure. both movies, you know? So I'm, I'm very glad that uh, in Rocket Man, we just have a glimpse of what would have been the, the uh, Dodger Stadium show while uh-huh. uh, we, we have a full picture of uh, how, how was the Live Aid performance. Sure, sure. Well, you know, that's actually a good question before we move on to the next puzzle piece. Since uh-huh. you do co- do come to this as such a huge Elton John fan, were you sure. already aware, like, were you, had you watched, like, uh, like YouTube footage and stuff like that of some of these classic concert scenes? Had you seen some of them before and recognized them being recreated in the movie? Yeah, uh, so Elton is now posting uh, his performances from the Dodger Stadium. And uh, it, it is very nice. It, it's actually a very nice footage uh, from the 70s. Uh, yeah. And uh, you, you can see that the recreation was very, uh, was very well done. Very well done from what you can compare on YouTube right mm-hmm. now. So I'm, I'm very happy with the overall result. Yeah, it's funny. My dad, uh, he, he keeps saying that his favorite part of the movie is the uh, the side-by-side shots during the end credits where they show oh, yeah. 
uh, Taron doing the shot, and then you know the original Elton shot of the same thing, yeah. which I think I think is funny. I'm like, come on, Dad, what's your favorite part of the movie? <laughs> it's movie, very cheesy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Dad. Uh, well, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? So um, for my next puzzle piece, I have actually um, chosen a documentary. Uh, don't know if you have seen it yet. So it is What Happened, Miss Simone. Oh, I heard it's great. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so um, Nina Simone is a very inspirational persona for Elton. And when you watch this documentary, you actually see how troubled of a woman this this person was. You know, she had a lot of drama and uh, she she couldn't recover um, to the artist she once was, you know, because of uh, her life choices and all. So I think mm -hmm. there are uh, quite great similarities between her and Elton as uh, a very troubled person, you know. So I think uh, this served as a great canvas for Taryn to to shape Elton's character in that uh, novel, all of those darkest moments the movie has. Mm, yeah, and it does have quite a few dark moments. I mean... Uh... It, it is not like obviously there is you know so much hope towards the end and everything yeah. and and it's it's beautiful where things go but it is it is very dark throughout the movie it, it's um he he led a life where he had quite a lot of hardships throughout it and uh yeah. you know with the, i would say that as far as you know these kind of movies go it's certainly one of the darker ones even though uh, everyone's breaking into song every few minutes. <laughs> and so, and then it feels up and happy. Sure. It's a movie that isn't ashamed to show what it does. And, uh, yeah. it makes me very happy because Elton never had shame, uh, of who he was. And, uh, yeah. so it, it's a very honest movie in this regard. Absolutely. Very honest is exactly how I would describe it. You're totally right. And, uh, it's just great that they're able to, um, it's also great that they're able to fit so much in because it feels like it's like, even though it's only, when did he get clean? Um, the 90s. Really the framing, yeah, it was the 90s. <laughs> that's really the framing device, but it feels like they even fit in more. In it. Yeah. <laughs> like it just feels like so much life in this yeah. movie, you know, uh, rather than trying to do the whole like, you know, a year in the life of or something or like that formative year or something. It just feels like his whole life like unfolding. And I think that musical element again comes into play and in that it helps to, uh, to, to make it feel like things are moving so quickly and mo moving through all of these moments. Yeah. And, uh, when you compare, uh, the Elton, you see, um, after his teenage, when he, he's learning, uh, from Bernie songs and all, and uh, when you compare it to the Elton you see much later in the movie, uh, it's like you haven't you haven't noticed it, the time passing bet uh, between one and another. But you mm -hmm. you see a much more mature Elton at the end, yeah. and uh, you you can say that uh, we just passed by thirty years, for example. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very crazy, and uh, I think speaks to that great performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's all on Taryn, of course. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, and you know that's another thing. I 
you know, maybe I'm just not as familiar with early uh, Elton footage, um, but as he got older in the movie, I was recognizing him more as like, yeah, that is Elton John right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And you can say that not because of uh, the way that Taron looks, but uh, mm -hmm. regarding his acting, that was very emotional. And uh, I think you can, uh, you can under understand some similarities between like, uh, his problems and uh, problems that you have had in your life. So it, it is sure. a very, very personal and very deep and very touching performance overall. And you kind of, uh, you kind of have this idea of Elton maturing and uh, being a, a, a douchebag his whole life and uh, <laughs> how his pain uh, taught him so much. You know, and uh, you end up with a very different Elton that you started, and th that's why that actually explains uh, the the hug scene right at the end too. Sure, sure, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, right on. I'm going to go on to my next puzzle piece. Um, it is one that I mentioned in the mini episode, uh, and that is La La Land. Okay. Um, yeah, La La Land is. Uh, it's kind of a love it or hate it movie. Some people really didn't like it. I I yeah. liked it. Um, I loved it. Yeah, right on. And you know the way that it weaves like you know a full story with musical numbers and with like you know obviously that kind of thing happens back in you know classic Hollywood. But the way that they do it with modern effects and stuff like that, and I mean they really just turn it up into this magical, like, just fantastical element. Uh, I think that's the only other movie I could think of that does it quite that, uh, quite that, like, choreographed and put together, and, like, the whole thing is just, like, so... Uh, it just unfolds on screen in a way that you really don't see elsewhere. It's just yeah. pure magic and music and dancing and singing and just acting their asses off everybody you yeah, know? and sometimes um, uh, they are great. just singing uh, in front of a very flat background right mm -hmm. and very vibrant oh, yeah. colors too yeah yeah it's it's it really changes it just keeps changing and they they keep throwing new ways of uh just making everything just kind of explode off the screen, you know, yeah. whether it's just the people or if it's the entire scene, it's just constantly being filled with, with, uh, just big, huge musical, uh, uh, you know, set design, costume design, artistic design. And, uh, I, I think that is done really great here. And I thought it was done great in La La Land as well. Yeah, I can, can only agree with you, of course, as well as, Absolutely. um, also how, uh, the songs of the, uh, both of these movies uh, help to tell the story, right? Because uh, sure. both of the, the soundtracks are not just there just to, to ju uh, justify the characters and, uh, or, or the script, for example, but they do help to tell the story. Uh, not something that I, I actually felt deep with Walk the Line, for example. Uh, the songs are mm -hmm. just there. And uh, of course, that uh, Hawkin Phoenix uh, sings it, and uh, every performance looks great, of course. But I, I didn't, um, I wouldn't miss the songs on the movie. Sure, you know? sure, exactly. Like I would on La La Land and Rocket Man. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're really like just kind of sewn into uh, what makes the movie 
it. You know, yeah. what, what really makes it tick and what makes it uh, come alive is the way that, that the story is told through the music. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, you can feel it in Rocketman when you when you compare both of the the soundtracks, the original soundtrack and the soundtrack you found uh, you'll find in the movie, and uh, the mm. way that they recreated some of the songs to to help uh, this story. Uh, or just to feed this story a little better. Yeah, it's it's also interesting how, uh, and and I really liked this about how they didn't have any reservations about rearranging the songs within Elton's timeline just for the sake of the scene and of what the uh, you know what the story was going to be at that moment. And I think that's a really interesting thing where it, it's it's kind of a risky thing because if you're yeah. looking at it like as a strict biopic and you're like. Oh well, he didn't write that song yet. At that point, you know, uh, "I Need Love" was two thousand something, and it yeah. was like in the fifties or whatever in the movie, um, you know, and stuff like that. It, but it really pays off. It works really well uh, narratively to to use the songs that way. Sure, you have this song and uh, "Crocodile Rock" at the Trobador too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song would be just uh, written two to three years later. Uh, mm-hmm. But they they do fit very well. Uh, not only the scenes, but to the they, they contribute to the whole story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? So, um, I have two movies for my next puzzle pieces, and they are Jobs, the Steve Jobs movie from two thousand and fifteen, and Emmy, okay. the an, another documentary. Okay. Uh, about Amy Winehouse, it's a very great one, actually. And uh, I, um, I just picked uh, both of these uh, movies because both of them are about redemption. And there is a moment in Rocket Man that it is also about redemption. Actually, the whole movie mm-hmm. is about it. So um, I think both of them. Uh, whether you are talking about Steve Jobs uh, coming back to Apple and um, you have a, a great at least I love a performance of Ashton Kutcher there and mm. Amy, uh, Amy Winehouse uh, in everything about her storyline, uh, you have redemption as the main element right there as well as uh, what you can see with Elton and Rocket Man too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, those are those are good interesting uh different angles to that redemption story. Yeah. Uh those those two movies. I like that that you combine the two of them like that. That's uh that's really cool. Um and yeah, I I I'm trying to remember if I ever actually got around to seeing the uh that Jobs the Ashton Kutcher one. Um I honestly can't remember if I ever saw it. Uh, I certainly remember it existing, though. <laughs> but 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 the uh, Amy documentary is great, though. That is so. Have you seen this? Yeah, so good. Okay, so you you have uh, in every one of them the uh, protagonist's redemption element that uh, mm-hmm. I think it's key to to this biography of Elton. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, because. That that is definitely like the central thing for him, and I mean, even just framing it with the uh, you know you know with the uh, uh, the rehab angle, you know, just kind of drives that home. But then even outside of that, within his just the entire story, it's all there. Yeah, when when you put uh, Emmy um, beside Elton, you just see that their fault was 
the the excessive love they felt for for some of the people around them, right? Uh, yeah. In case of Elton, you have John Reed. Uh, in uh, just thinking of Rocket Man, of course, mm. and uh, Amy uh, had her husband too that basically can be responsible for everything she she she've been to uh so i yeah. think it's a it's a very nice similarity between those um artists as uh the people they they are right yeah no absolutely and both amazing artists as well for sure <laughs> so uh I've got, okay, yeah, I'm going to go with my next puzzle piece here. Um, and this is one I haven't actually seen in a long time. I saw it back when it first came out. Um, but I did think of it while making my list here, and that is Across the Universe. Oh, yeah. Um, that's another movie that uses music, of course, the Beatles music in this case, uh, to kind of help the story along and also combines that music with like just beautiful magic you know, just just really a feeling of just total magical, you know, uh, experience. Just and and the music really just drives the narrative and just you know makes things just so larger than life and so. Uh, I don't want to just keep saying the word magic over, and over <laughs> again, but I think people know what I mean. Yeah, when I say magic. sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really cool movie, though. Um, and I haven't seen it in forever. Have you, you've seen uh, Across the Universe? No, no. It's not biographical, right? No, it's not. Mm. Okay. But they use the songs, though, to help the story along. And, like, even, like, a lot of the characters have, like, Beatles-related names and stuff like that. Um, so it's like they, they totally, like, kind of blend a story with Beatles songs. And, you know, in, in a way, like what they've done here with, uh, with Rocket Man, with, with blending, uh, using the songs to help uh, tell the story. I hope it differs uh, from yesterday, the new the new movie about Beatles. Yeah, I think yesterday is going to be a lot different uh, from from this across the universe because uh, yesterday I think is going to be more of a uh, more of like a jokey kind of thing, like just you know played mainly for laughs and everything. Um, whereas across the universe was played for being like just this big romantic epic type of thing like a fantasy and is this a movie uh of course it's a movie uh sorry is this a musical too uh only in so much as that the music is playing a lot of the time but okay. it's not uh it's not a straight up musical though um so uh what do you got for your next one so uh this is my last one actually and uh, i think you'll okay. you're gonna love it and it is <laughs> michael jackson's moonwalker nice <laughs> it's a it's a good uh, guilty pleasure of mine this one yeah but i couldn't help uh, myself during Rocketman scene when uh, Elton becomes a Rocketman, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I instantly uh, remember remembered in my mind uh, when Michael turned into this giant Megazord to protect Annie. Do you remember this? Oh <laughs> yeah, one of the best things ever. Like. So <laughs> it was. Uh, I still uh, don't understand this movie. Um, nobody does. <laughs> nobody does. Uh, <laughs> no. And um, I think uh, it, it has this uh, important magical element that Rocketman has to, uh, they both share this fantasy stuff. But um, of course, when you, uh, when you pick Michael Jackson's Milwaukee, you have the fantasy inside Michael's head, uh, while uh, when you choose a Rocketman, 
and you analyze the movie, you see that uh, that was the fantasy Elton really lived. So sure. that's how they both differ, uh, differentiate from one another. But um, I think that there is, uh, there is this magical element uh, in both of these movies that are very similar. And um, they are just uh, told differently here. But that was, that was a, a very, very nice thing to, to remember while uh, watching Rocketman. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was almost going to just put music videos in general as a puzzle piece at one point when I was making my list. And I mean, really, when you come down to it, though, I mean, is there anything better than Michael Jackson music videos? So I I think it's like the perfect version of that. If if I had put that as a puzzle (laughs) piece, I think Moonwalker is the perfect version because stringing together just all these amazing music video moments into a movie um, is what that is. And it's a movie that uh, doesn't need to make sense you know yes yes absolutely because it it's all about it's all about that feeling and it's all about that music and it's all about just awesome visuals and awesome performances and and just just really just really building off that music which is already amazing and making something else that's amazing yeah uh and uh, about rocket man uh you see that this movie is not concerned to to make the perfect storyline for uh, what Elton has lived so far, and it's not mm-hmm. concerned about to be a um, biography of him mm-hmm. in the uh, in the big screen. But um, I'm very I'm very happy um, with this movie because it, the magical element that uh, I've been talking about uh, it kind of it, it kind of gets uh, everyone uh, in the movie, you know, and you, you do notice uh, when you, you see like people crying uh, all around you with you in the mm-hmm. same moments in the movie. So I think this just happened, or at least most of this happened because of uh, the magic translated uh, throughout the songs and uh, the story itself. So I think it's the Absolutely. same uh, that happens with uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. I mean, if you watch the movie now, thinking of who Michael uh, was as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, completely agree. And, you know, I I think um, my my Across the Universe puzzle piece and uh, Michael Jackson Moonwalker both are great lead-ups to my final puzzle piece. Uh, which I was originally just going to say Broadway musicals because, you know, obviously this movie is so inspired by musicals. Yeah. Um, but I felt that was a little too obvious. So I went for a specific and that is the Beatles love, oh, um, yeah. which is an incredible show. Um, and it, you know, the way that it, it, it tells a story through the Beatles music and through just these big, awesome performances. And, uh, I think the that is really the treatment that Elton John got with this movie, and it's a beautiful thing that he was able to get a treatment like that because he, he is so larger than life. Obviously, yeah. I mean, we've seen all of the the footage of the craziness of of his performances and all that. You kind of got to look at it as the movie has to be even bigger. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna go for magic. Magic has to be bigger than real life, and real life was already so crazy. Yeah. And uh, the Beatles' love is a just you know combining the Beatles' music with the whole Cirque 
thing and just mm-hmm. it, just this crazy, crazy over-the-top performances. And I think it, in a lot of ways, it's like a very similar kind of treatment. Sure, you, you have also Michael Jackson's Immortal. Yes, yes, absolutely. That, that can uh, fit this the, the same purpose here. And, uh, I'm going to put that down as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very nice to see the art element uh, telling the story of real people and uh, real stories, of course. Absolutely, and it's just really cool though that they went in such a magical direction. And I mean, we've been talking about that the whole time, but as we're here on our last puzzle pieces, I just think it's uh, it's a great thing and these last puzzle pieces all kind of encapsulate that a lot that, you know, using music as a way to make life even more magical, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's the same feeling. Like, um, I'm not talking about a musical itself, but, uh, when you listen to music, mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of picture moments of your life or moments you are currently living, for example, mm-hmm. uh, with your own soundtrack. So that's how, uh, uh how everything feels. You know, you have characters, yeah. um, you have this background song that sometimes you sing. And uh, I, I think this was the the true innovation that Rocketman brings to the table, you know, yeah. that uh, like Aladdin, for example, couldn't help. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm going to do the finished puzzle now and then we'll get to any final thoughts we have on Rocketman. Okay. But the finished puzzle for Rocketman includes Eddie the Eagle. Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Walk the Line, Bohemian Rhapsody, What Happened, Miss Simone, La La Land, Jobs, Amy, Across the Universe, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, The Beatles' Love Show, and Michael Jackson's Immortal Show. So uh, that is a great finished puzzle list. Some great movies there, great shows in there. Um, Obviously, we both love this movie. I, you know, I, I gotta say when I first got out of the theater, I liked it a lot. Um, but it's actually grown on me more over the last few days. Oh, yeah. Since, uh, yeah. Since I, I first saw it, I, I just, you know, like I was just saying, I just think it's so cool that they would take someone so larger than life to begin with and make it even larger. I think that's really cool. And the cast, uh, the full cast is just amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Jamie Bell's performance, for example, is just stunning. Like you can't, uh, you can't look at him and and don't want to be uh, his friend, for example. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you, you also have uh, Richard Maiden that uh, is just brilliant here. And um, yeah. uh, we, we can name everyone. Yeah, though. yeah, absolutely. Everyone absolutely. Them, a lot of great performances, uh, you know, and, and a lot of just... A lot of really great choreography, a lot of great, you know, set design, art design, all that. I mean, really, really well put together movie. What do you think of the the songs? What are your favorite performances? Um, I really liked, uh, well, I, I've always found, uh, I need love to be one of my favorite songs of his. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool. It kind of was reminiscent of the music video, um, which I thought was cool that they, they carried that over. Um, also, uh, what what other ones were were particular? And they great? changed. Uh, uh, they 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 changed the lyrics to make the the father uh, guilty. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I thought that was genius. Were there were there as a as a big fan? Was there any songs left out that you wish were in it? Oh yeah, uh, someone saved my life tonight, for example. 
I, I think that's what my mom said. Yeah. <laughs> it's the we, same song we, we that she wanted. On this one. <laughs> it's the same one because it's a it's a very painful song like um yeah. uh, to to be to be in the movie uh, at the worst moments uh, that Elton yeah. ha- uh, have been through and all. So um this is one of them. Oh wow. Yeah, maybe maybe they'd have thought it would be too much. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it would bring it down <laughs> too much. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, do you have any uh, other final thoughts uh, about this movie? Yeah, uh, we do have the same uh, score for this movie uh, on Letterboxd. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's four out of five stars, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think, um, for example, uh, the first thing that really bothered me is the ending. You know, uh, I, I think the ending. Uh, could be better. Like they, they could have portrayed Elton uh, a little bit older, for example. Mm, uh, like take it further into the into the life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, David Furnish, his his husband and the kids. Uh, but I also think that they were so stuck in the similarities between the uh, Taron and the younger Elton that uh, they missed the opportunity to make uh, him look uh, a little bit fatter, for example, you know, <laughs> it was just, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he was a thin Elton. He, he, uh, he is Elton at moments in this movie. Uh, and you can easily, uh, uh, like during pinball wizard, like I said, for example, uh, is mm-hmm. you, you just see Elton playing there. In the performance, yeah, yeah. like uh, flipping the the stage and all, so uh, it it was a kind of a missed opportunity for me, and uh, it could have been better. But overall, this uh, I, I think it's a great movie. It's a great, very in, yeah. innovative movie. Do you think it may get any nomination for the Oscars? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I really think. I think it probably will, but I also think that <laughs> I think Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> might have killed its chance because of winning anything because of how well it did last year. Yeah. And uh, it's like, I don't know if they're going to award biopics two years in a row, you know? No. Um, but I, I think for, for possibly for some nominations, it's a definite possibility. Um, it, and, you know, another thing kind of against it, I don't understand why they opened it against Godzilla. I mean, and Godzilla's not even doing that good. They should have picked yeah, two man. separate weekends. And you, so you weird. have the Avengers, and uh, it was a very, very strange thing, you know? It could have been yeah. pushed to, to later this year. Um, like in uh, September, for example, you have nothing... Uh, really strong coming up in september i hope it has legs though i think it's got like a really great uh cinema score yeah. and you know it's uh the audience uh score on rotten tomato is really high um i think it hopefully will have legs i mean we're coming up as we record this on the second weekend and release hopefully it doesn't have too big of a drop off and and it continues to build momentum and if it does i mean anything's possible if it continues i mean we know godzilla is gonna fall off like crazy yeah. i mean nobody nobody really liked that i can't wait to record our episode (laughs) but but, uh yeah i i I think that this will certainly be the long-term winner of the weekend let's put it that way yeah and uh have you seen this in imax 
Uh, we saw it in Dolby, okay. which I actually like better than IMAX because the music is so good in okay. Dolby. It just sounds so great. So awesome. yeah, it, it was really cool. If I see it again, I will try to see it in IMAX. So just to see, uh, see if there's a big difference or not. Okay. So I was going to ask you one other question before I get to uh, recommendations, but since this is a music biopic movie, and since I know you are a big music fan, sure. uh, w- what's like a dream music biopic now that that's going to be the thing every year we're going to be getting <laughs> music biopics for the rest of our natural lives? Sure. What's well, a big one for you? Um, uh, a big one for me would be Ryan Adams, of course. He's building yeah. his uh, story now. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully the story ends in like the uh, early 2010. <laughs> 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 and uh, second, uh, second one would be uh, No Gallagher's. Oh, that would be cool. I, I, and I could see that. That would be a really great movie. I, I think it would be awesome. There's something upcoming about uh, his brother, right? I think so. I think so. There, that is a story that's just so ready for a movie, and <laughs> right. I, I just think it would be great. I think it would be so good. I, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm with you on both of those picks. Great picks. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, you can you could have a cameo of Elton in uh, Ryan Adams' film too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you could absolutely. It all comes back around. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, Jason, this has been great. Uh, do you have uh, any movie you've watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, man. Um, so uh, recently I watched Manchester by the Sea, you know, that uh, oh. it's a very deep movie that makes mm-hmm. you um, worse <laughs> when <laughs> compared to uh, when you start to, to watch it. Uh, but it, I love Casey Affleck, man. I can... Uh, I can help myself uh, with this actor because he he just uh, delivers too much, you know. And uh, oh, it's a so movie good. that uh, I really, really, really love. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, one of the best performances of this decade, I would I would say. Um, just absolutely fantastic all around. And I I was calling uh, Rocket Man dark earlier, but uh, no, it doesn't. Stand <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> like dark with glitter. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, yeah stark with glitter absolutely <laughs> well uh where could people you got anything you want to plug or anything like that people find you online um i'm on twitter at jason baroni and uh mm-hmm. i'm constantly commenting on the group too beautiful yeah people come in the uh popcorn and puzzle pieces group and come chat with me and jason and all the other people in there i hope it can grow <laughs> uh very fast in the upcoming months because it's a it's a group that i i like to be in and uh, i really appreciate what you do hey thanks so much man and thanks so much for being here hi this is wax tracks records here on 2909 south decatur we buy all your old 45s your old albums any type of music memorabilia also we sell music memorabilia albums cds and a lot come on down to wax tracks 2909 south decatur or give me a call at 702-362-4300 thank you very much all right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Rocket Man. I hope you went and saw Rocket Man because it is a great movie. I'm so happy to be able to say that. And, uh, you know, this is actually kind of crazy, but, um, you know, Elton being a uh, 
customer of our store and friend of the family. Uh, my dad told me to send that mini episode we did over to him uh, to see if he would give it a listen. And he wrote me back. Dear David, this is hilarious. Your parents crack me up. XXX. How cool is that? That's just uh, crazy. And who knows? Maybe I'll listen to this episode. That would be cool. Maybe we can get him on the show one of these days. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I am glad that he uh, enjoyed what he heard. <laughs> so uh, that does it for today. I want to remind you all to make sure to subscribe to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, because that doesn't exist anymore, right? That's like the big news of the week as far as podcasting and music and everything is concerned. So Apple Podcasts. Also on Spotify, on TuneIn Radio, Pocket Casts, Radio Public. I mean, there's dozens of podcast apps, and I'm pretty sure we're on all of them. If there's a podcast app you listen to podcasts on and we're not there, let me know, and we will try to get there. Also, you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod, join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and go over to our website, PiecingPod.com, and get signed up for the mailing list. We do written reviews as well over there. Uh, a lot of people don't know about that yet, but any movie I see in the theater and we don't get to do an episode on, I try to uh, write a review on. So there is more content on the website, so make sure to go check that out. So uh, that does it for today. And I think it's time to leave you guys with a piece of music. And, you know, Elton John's music is, you know, some of his best music. The stuff that I like the most of his music is, like, the big dramatic stuff. So I'm just clicking through my hard drive here, looking at my tracks, and trying to find one of my most dramatic pieces of music. And I think I'm going to go with the track Never off my album, An Unseen Sky, which is an awesome music video for, uh, directed by the great Chris Johnson. Um, that's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash music by David Rosen. You can check out the video for Never There. It's a really great video. Uh, but I do think this is one of my more dramatic tracks. A lot of my tracks are kind of dramatic, to be honest. But uh, yeah, let's leave you with Never, and we'll be back soon with a whole lot more piecing it together.
and all points west. Thank you.